0: So I got a question for you. Have you decided or is it just something you're thinking about? All right. Now, you know, I rarely have a guest on, but today I do because of how this particular topic is a building block for creating the work and life you love. Now, So whether it's in quitting your job or getting a new car, moving into your dream house, getting into better health, starting your business, becoming a millionaire, it all starts with a decision. So today I have my friend Alan Thomas on with me. Alan has a process he calls Rethink Dieting, and his approach is right in line with how to achieve success in any area of your life. Alan, man, we've talked about this. I can't wait to dive into this with our listeners today.
1: Thanks for having me here, Dan. This will be fun.
0: Always going to be fun indeed. All right, so listeners, grab your cup of tea, as you know. Get ready for another power-packed episode filled with practical advice, some amazing stories you're going to hear, and valuable information to help you maximize your opportunities. So we're going to jump right into those and in my conversation with Alan right after these messages from our supporting sponsors.
1: Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work
0: You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, as you know, our brand, our mantra, our slogan is 48 Days. 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love. Now, we're going to be talking about how if you really make a decision, most anything, you can be well on your way in 48 days if you really have made a decision. So here's some discussion points Al and I are going to cover today, and you're going to hear some stories that are just going to blow your mind. But what does it mean to really decide to do something? Another one, why do some people mask their feelings of inferiority by being overweight? That's pretty intriguing. Why do good people resist being told what to do? And we're going to talk about why success or failure in one area of our lives spills over into other areas. Okay, our quotation today comes from Henry Ford. I used this before. I, I went back and looked. It's been about a year and a half since I used it, but it's I, I reference it a lot. And it comes from, in Henry Ford, who said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. So, That'll be a theme for us. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Our resource today, a little bit different. So it's going to be transformmyfuture.com slash 48 days. Now I'll give that to you again at the end and we'll put that in the show notes. But that's really what we're going to be talking about today. So here's the deal. You know, we've been talking about the event we're going to have next November here in Sarasota called And So They Built a Life They Loved. We're going to be talking about success in work, in life, how to build a life you love. And again, so as I mentioned, you know, I don't often have a guest on, but today I do because, well, this particular building block is a building block for creating the life that you want. Alan says the solution is never a diet. It's a decision. Now, I want to give us just a little context, Alan, about Decide. You know, this word decide, I mean, that's a pretty critical word. Decide has the same suffix on it side as some other words that we're pretty used to, like pesticide, herbicide, insecticide, fungicide. Well, it means something's going to come to a close, something's going to be cut off, you're going to stop it. Right. And if you decide, that means we make a determination. And in this case, we're going to be talking about how to decide to do something powerful in your life. But it usually means you're going to stop doing something else. You're going to decide to start that blog or podcast. You're going to decide to write a book. You can decide to start a business, to decide to run a marathon, to decide to eat healthier. And of course, today we're going to frame this in terms of decide to lose weight or get in shape. Now, Alan, you've got as kind of your tagline, I release human potential through weight loss. I love that, that you're not just helping people look better so they can brag when they look in a mirror or walk around the mall. Talk about that a little bit, this idea of releasing human potential.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so interesting, Dan, you, you know, we, we hide in different ways, I believe from what, especially what, you know, you talk about calling and purpose and, and all, all a, a lot of the time. And, And it's so interesting when we can use something as simple as our weight to stop us. And, and we, it's so when what amazes me, and it was really kind of a surprise as, as we stepped into our journey of helping people, you know, release the weight that's been holding them back from really living the kind of life they were born to live that as people started really before they'd even lost their weight, before the as they just started the process, their lives start to come alive. It's like they got this energy, and I'm not talking about the physical energy, which of course they're going to get when they when they release the weight, but these things start happening that you can't explain. It's almost like the creator of the universe is sitting there saying, if you'll get this one simple thing down, I'm going to open up the floodgates for you. And so we see potential. I, I know I think about a a recent client um that His, his dream is to get back into singing. Now this, this individual is an incredibly talented person and his weight has stopped him. It stopped him because he didn't want to step up on stage in front of people and have, because people do make decisions. We can, uh, we can act like it's not there. We can stick our head in the sand and say, oh, nobody notices that I'm, that I'm a hundred pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight, 200 pounds overweight, but they do. And it impacts us. It's like a monkey on your back. And so it's kept him from stepping into his dream of being a recording artist, which he's that kind of talented individual. I mean, and so, so yeah, when they start to release the weight, the the other floodgates come open as well.
0: Oh, my. Now, I want people to know a little bit about your background, how you ended up in this topic. You're not just some, you know, guy who's in shape, who's pointing fingers here. Tell us a little bit about your own background and how you end up doing the work you're doing today.
1: Well, it was certainly never planned. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, it was as, as I went through my life, I I struggled with weight for decades. I did. It was, it was up 30, down 20, up 40, up and down and up and down. And when I, when I was 55 years old, I stepped on the scale and I saw 304 pounds. Now, if that scale had said 299.999 would have impacted me. But that three was a real tipping point for me. And at the time, I'd been in the life insurance business for over a decade. And I had uh, my primary market was senior individuals, people that were over the age of 65. And standing there on that scale on March 2nd, 2017, I started thinking, I said, oh, my gosh, I've never met a man. In the thousands of I literally sat in thousands of houses of people that were that were senior citizens. I never met a man that was sixty five years or older that had more than a hundred pounds of extra weight on him. And at fifty five, I knew that my clock was ticking. It was like, oh my gosh, my wife Angie, who you know, I married married up like like we many of us did, and 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 I knew that she'd be calling me her first husband. I would literally be the guy on the picture on the wall when somebody walked in and said, "Who's this guy? Who's this fat guy?" And, and they would say, "Oh, that that was my first husband, Alan. He died when he was fifty nine or sixty or sixty one because he didn't." And they're and, they were, and I was, my kids would would call another guy dad. They'd be calling him. They my daughter would be getting somebody else to walk her down the aisle. And and but and even beyond all that, I really just and this all hit me standing on the scale of the darkness of that morning on March second, twenty seventeen. And, and coincidentally, it was the day after my thirty first wedding anniversary. And and so when I was standing there, it was like I realized that all this potential, all these things that God had planned for me, that I believe he has planned for all all of us, this abundant life. I'm not talking about life to the full where you eat another cheeseburger. I'm talking about the abundant life that I was going to miss it because I couldn't put down the fork when I made a decision right there. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know what I was going to do, and I've been on seventy plus diets, and I've counted them up since since then. That I've been on all these different things, but I knew that I would never see that number three on that scale again, and that's where the process started. So, oh, and we and two, hundred and sixty days later, uh, the scale read uh, one hundred twenty nine pounds lighter. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that yeah, at
0: that point, yeah, that was in March, and you set as a goal, as I recall, by Thanksgiving that you were mm-hmm. going to be down to 175 which is 129 pounds and you and you and you crushed it all right so it was that decision again we come back to yep. that making a decision. Now we are not going to share the specifics of how you did that personally because this is not to be a cookie cutter program for everybody to just follow this diet plan and count these calories Now we're going to unpack why that can be so so counterproductive for people. But give us some of the statistics around being overweight today.
1: Oh, it's it's staggering. I mean, we we're at over nine hundred million obese people worldwide. That's 650 million men and women that are obese. It's growing. There's a, there's a, there's a website that we found literally while we've been talking, it's going up. It's 36,910, uh, 11 right now, 12, 13, 14. It's going up that quickly. There's over 3 million a year added to, to those, excuse me, over 3 million, uh, over 30 million a year added to those numbers. I, I'm, I'm under. The one that gets me though is the four, 0.72 million people that die of obesity-related illnesses every year. Every seven seconds, somebody's dropping dead from obesity-related illness. And, and none of them planned it. None of them woke up and called the emergency room and says, I'm going to be coming in with, for a heart attack at two o'clock today. We don't plan emergencies like that. They think they're going to be fine. And what breaks my heart is that is the amount of human potential. Think about that, Dan. I mean, think about the ideas. I mean, you're the idea guy. You're a creative thinker. You're, you, you have all these. Can you imagine the number of ideas and, and the number of creation that our world misses because of obesity? I mean, that, I, I, mean, uh, I, I mean, you know, forget about the, not to, not to make light of all the fathers, mothers, sisters, cousins, friends who die of these conditions, but the, but the potential the potential for change, the potential for progress that's just up in smoke because of one more bite.
0: Absolutely. Now, you use a very unorthodox approach. You're you're not a nutritionist. You're not a physician. You talk about that very openly, but you're a guy that gets results, and we're going to hear some of those stories, but why is it that your process works, and what are some of the core principles around your innovative approach to this issue?
1: Well, you know, I look back, it, it was so funny. This guy by the name of Dan Miller said to me, Alan, I think you need a weight loss coach. And I, and I laughed at you. You remember, I remember. but I'm going to, it was just yesterday. And you said, okay, whatever. I mean, you didn't press it. It was just so funny because I said to myself, I never want to tell somebody what to eat or what exercise to do. That's not the problem. Of course, they have to change what they do obviously to lose weight. And, and but it was so interesting an individual reached out to me. He heard about me through you, uh, you know Mark Mark Laney, and, and Mark mm-hmm. Mark reached out to me and he said, "Would you help me?" He he saw that and it forced me to go back and and retrace what worked for me. And first thing was that we all know what to eat, Dan. We all know. I mean, I've had I've had clients. So part piece of our process is I refuse to tell anybody what eat specifically. Well, do we do some guidance? Of course. And here's why the diet will always be the culprit. It will always be the reason that, that I need to, well, it doesn't work for me. I'm going to go have a cheeseburger. I'm going to go and nothing wrong with cheeseburgers. I believe God created all food good, just didn't say eat it all at once. But, but it's, but we, but the reason we won't tell them what to eat is because I want people to own their process. I want them to be the creator of their process so they cannot escape it. I tell people all the time, if I tell you what to do, it will be wrong. And I have all kinds of stories around that. But one that's, I've only met one individual who was, who had a lot of weight to lose that had never been on a diet in my life. Okay. And this is a client of ours. He, he uh, came, came into our process about two years ago. And it was so interesting. He said, but Alan, what am I going to eat? Now, this individual was, was over 450 pounds at the time. He'd had an accident, gained a lot of weight. And his name's Sean. And he said, and I said, Sean, if your wife and your two daughters' life was on the line, what would you do? What would you eat if you had to lose a pound a week to save their life, not your own, but to save theirs? And he thought for about 30 seconds. It was just really, it was it's almost comical hearing it, but he was sincere when he said this. He said, I've got the answer. I said, what is it, Sean? He said, I'm going to eat less. <laughs> and it sounds comical to say it, but now 170 or 80 pounds l- later and still going. He started. It's just like Napoleon Hill talks about in Thinking Grow Rich. He says, start where you are, begin with or without a plan. And that's what we have our clients do, begin with or without a plan. And then we tell, we want them to get really, really clear on the data. You know, Byron Katie, the author, if you know, if you've heard, heard her speak, she has a really interesting quote that I love. It says, uh, I don't know. I, I don't like arguing with reality because I lose, but only a hundred percent of the time. And so we, so we get, we, we get our clients really clear on what I call the KPIs. It's just like you have key performance indicators in your business. We want them to understand their key performance indicators. If somebody comes to me and says, I had this happen recently with a lady that was kind of arguing with reality a little bit in our program. She said, she said, well, what do you think should I be doing this? She was trying to corner me and to tell her what diet to eat. I said, I think you need to try them both. I said, and then split test it like you would in business. Well, she got. Well, the answer was not the new diet. It was that she was trying to escape the reality of oh, I don't want to eat that way. For example, if I tell you to go low carb, you're going all you're going to want is potato chips and popcorn and oh sweets. My. If I if I tell you to go vegan, all you're going to want is uh, carnivore. If I tell you to go carnivore, all you're going to want is vegan. So I want people to own their process and this belief that you have to have, and this is the one that just drives me crazy we wait until we find the perfect magical diet that we can stick to until we're 120 years old. Okay. Lifestyle that they're going to stick to. It's the craziest thing in the world. You don't know what's going to be different next year. Start where you are. You're going to learn as you go, but bigger than anything in the final process is understanding why the heck you're doing it. A a, diet weight loss does not begin with a diet or exercise plan. I mean, it begins with why am I doing this? I know Keith, who I was talking to yesterday, one of our clients, he's, he's down about 35, 40 pounds in the last, um, in the last eight weeks. And he's, he's very successful in business, but he, but his dream is to, is to be, he's a pilot. He may uh, become a pilot, even though he had a lot of extra weights. Very difficult to become a pilot if you're, if you're obese. And but he did. And and his dream is to, do life flights for children and adults who who can't afford to get life saving surgery. Like they might have a cancer that they need operate on in Houston, and they live in New York. He wants to go pick them up and take them. So his his dream is he goes towards his 175 pounds, which he positively is, is to be there for those people in, in to be there for that little girl or that little boy, and be able to fly them to their to their life saving surgery. Now, now, when you get that kind of dream of why you're doing it, then it becomes the the destiny. The destination becomes certain. Oh it just my. dies.
0: Yeah, I love that. Love those stories. Figure out your why. This is not just superimposed on you. You're bad boy, bad gal. You need to always wait. No, it's why. What kind of life you want to live? Decide what that is. And then the how-to comes into view. Man, I love that. All right. Well, just a reminder here. uh, Typically, we're going through your questions, you, the listeners, going through questions. You can submit those. Just go to 48days.com slash askdan. And, of course, if I use your question on the air, we'll be back to those again next week. But uh, if I use a question of yours, I'll send you an autographed copy of 48 Days. Maybe another surprise or two as well. So stick around. Got a quick message here from our sponsors, and Al and I are going to be back with another story that I want to help you unpack. All right. So, Al, this issue about if you tell people what to do, they're going to resist it. Golly, I want to unpack that because, you know, when you're working with grown people, successful people, you know, pastors, academicians, airline pilots, people that you've mentioned here, They aren't used to having somebody tell them what to do. So it's very easy for somebody like that to say, well, you know, I'm a big boy. I'm not going to listen to what you. you." And so it's easy to put the blame on you, make you the bad guy. And how how does that work? How do this idea of making people own their decision seems to be such a critical part of what you're talking about?
1: If you think about it, anybody who struggles with their weight, when they run into somebody that's lost a lot of weight, the first question is, what are you doing? Now what they're really asking is they're not they don't really want to die what they're asking is are you doing something that I can eat as much as I want whenever I want and whatever I want and whenever I when want all, all those all those whatevers they really want to know what the magic pill is they don't really want to change and I and this came front and center to me before we were doing this work uh, you know people would come to me and say how oh, how'd you lose all the weight and and I had a friend in North Carolina uh, tell me uh, said she's called me she said would you mind Tell this lady, he's really struggled with her way to, you know, what she did. She wants some help. And I wasn't doing it as work. I said, sure. So I told her what I was doing, what I was eating. And she gave me, she became a microbiologist, and. She became a microbiologist all of a sudden. She was saying, "Well, I can't do that because of this nutritional thing and this thing." Now, this woman had over 100 pounds to lose, and she was like, "And I'm thinking that's what's going to kill you, not the microbiology." But she was not in. She was not a scientist. She was a worked in retail, a very nice lady, and she. But she had all these reasons why it wouldn't work for her. And I, so I it came to me. I said, "Well, what'd you have for lunch today?" And she said, "Well, I went to Taco Bell." I said, "Awesome, I love Taco Bell. What What did you have there?" And she told me it was some some fried thing with all kind of. You know, all kind of garbage in it. I'm sure. And my next natural question was, "What you have for dessert?" And she said, "Well, I had Kit Kats." Now, I want you to think about that. She's living a life where she doesn't dissect her own behavior with microbiology. But if somebody tells her what to eat, then she's going to come up with her microbiology degree and all these which she didn't have, but all these reasons why it doesn't work. So, at that moment, I said, "I'll never tell anybody what to eat again."
0: Uh-huh. And, and it's
1: because when they do, when when you when you own it. When when you own the decision, you have to basically what we call it is being locked in the cell with your own monster. We want them to we want them to figure it out. And it's not that we won't we won't guide, but the guidance that we give is showing people how to find those key performance indicators, how to how to not how to find the escape the inescapable data. When you, when you do it, it's like we, we do, we have group calls and we're cheering for some people that were having some big wins and their weight dropping two pounds, three pounds, which is, which is really good. Okay. But understanding that it's, they've got to make these changes. They've got to track it. They've got to do those things. They've got to do the work. That's the work and the mental work uh, of the process. So, but if I tell them what to do, it'll take that opportunity for them to learn themselves away. And if they don't, and if because one of the reasons people go back, I believe, with all my heart, that they gain back all their weight in most weight loss programs, is because they don't learn what got them there, really. They depend on somebody else abdicated that responsibility. And then when by not learning that, they go back to their old behavior and they don't tap into the new identity. I know one of our clients told me, Tony Shive, he's an engineer. He was 313 pounds, and, and it was so funny to watch—if uh, if not funny, but you know, like it's laughter—but fun just to watch him. Mean, he dropped to about 120 pounds. Well, he he popped up about 30 pounds. now now he's still down a hundred. And this is about several months ago. And but his identity that he tapped into, which was all which was available to him at 313 pounds, just like it was at 200 pounds. Right, he tapped into that, and he will not tolerate above a certain level now. And so, so interesting. I he, he jumped into one of our alumni calls and said, "Yep, get the back down," and because that's not who he is anymore. But if I tell you what to eat, if I tell you to do fourteen jumping jacks, if I tell you to do that, you miss the opportunity; would have already been back over three hundred twenty pounds. He would have passed three thirteen. Does that make sense? Well, it
0: it does indeed. And and I want to be clear here with our listeners that you've had people who have on their own then in working with you selected weight watchers keto you know mediterranean yeah. diet high carb low sure. carb all those things again the key is not in the diet it's making the decision and once people make the decision they use a wide variety of ways if they own that decision to get to the results that they want now you you've <laughs> told me about a gentleman who was as a pastor, and one of his goals mm-hmm. was to jump out of a plane. Tell us about that. Yeah. I love that story.
1: And and he was, and one of the things, piggyback on what you just said, while we, when we don't have a preference of what, what people pick, but even when they pick the keto, the Weight Watchers, the this, the that, the, those eating eating strategies, I still want them to dissect it and understand it. So we show them how to do, how to dissect those pieces so they know it, but but yeah, you're talking about Scott Darpen, and, and it's just so funny. Scott Scott came to us. He's 5'8". He was 260 pounds. He's a pastor, and and he knew he was not being authentic in, in in his work. He knew he was standing up in front of people in his church. While he's a great guy, he's a father. He's a community leader. He knew that it was impacting his authenticity. But it was so funny. I asked him, you know, to dream a little bit when our first conversation when we were uh, talking. I said. What would you do? What would be something you just do for yourself when you hit 170 pounds, that 90 pounds that you're going to take off? He said, I, and it blew me away. He said, I jump out of an airplane. I'm like, you mean a good one? <laughs> And so he said, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, really? And, and it was just so interesting. And he sent me a video about eight months later. It was right after his birthday. It was for He hit his 50th birthday and he was and he was jumping out of the plane at 18,000 feet. And you've seen that video and it yes. will make your hair stand on. But, it, yes. but what's interesting is he got to live that bucket list item. But now here's what the other thing is interesting. Church is growing even better. I mean, it was doing fine before, but it's doing even better. He's stepping into some other areas of excellence in his life that he's dreamed about doing now. His kids... He's got three daughters. They see their dad. They're running for student. They're coming out of their shell. Now, they didn't have a weight issue. We think our obesity doesn't impact our families. That's absolutely not true. It does. It affects everybody. And he, his children, he had a daughter, uh, two daughters run for student government. They'd never done that. They said, Dad, we see how you're stepping in this boldly. We want to do those things, too. And it's just neat to see. So the airplane was just the the for the him. but it's all those things around that 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 really makes it come alive. So that's when I say the potential, unlocking the potential. He's not only unlocking his potential, he's unlocking his family's potential, his community's potential, his church's potential. The people around him are going to lose weight because it's like Brian Tracy, who come to some total of five people we spend the most time around. We they were impacted by him. They're they're trying new things and they see it because all of a sudden he stands before his congregation In an authentic way where the monkey of weight is not on his back anymore. He will he is way more powerful than he ever thought he than he ever was with that extra weight.
0: Now you touched on a couple of things there, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into this just a little bit here, just on the surface. You and I are not psychiatrists, but we have observed people. And you touched on a little bit the idea that if somebody feels inferior. It's easy to have a little extra weight kind of protect you. People don't expect as much of you. They aren't going to call you up on stage to be a leader. Now, those, those kind of things, again, I don't want to shame anybody here. But talk no. a little bit about that factor that we can protect ourselves with a little weight to keep us behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, I mean we see it all the time. I mean when people, I mean I, I think about I think about Mark who you who you know. I mean all of a sudden Mark's writing books. He's got clients all over the world. He's doing all, right. all these things because when when we talk about weight, I, I want people to be clear on this. We're not talking about a number on a basal metabolic index chart at a doctor's office. When I ask people about their weight, I said, "What is your ideal weight?" Now what I'm talking about there is you can't find on the chart. You 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 can only find it within. It's just like your process that you taught me and taught so you know millions of people. You've got to look within first. And I asked them, I said, they met their creator. And the creator had with them the version of you you could have always been at age whatever, whether they're 50, 60, 30, 40, whatever their age. What does that man or woman weigh? And it's interesting. You boy, that cuts to the truth like a sharp sword. It is the most amazing thing I've seen when when I came up with that question. And so it's a freedom weight. So when they, when people are carrying weight above that ideal weight, they're not free. They're just not, and they do it to themselves as a prison that we lock ourselves within. And I've seen it over and over. We don't notice it because people pull back because we. That's just we just think that's who they are. But it's so interesting. I know one one of our clients who uh, he's in his thirties and. And I asked him in our first conversation, I said, well, you have a signal. No, that's really doesn't interest me. He was busy with his work and everything. Well, he dropped 90 pounds and he sends me an email or a text message with a picture of a ring on a pretty young lady's finger. (laughs) (laughs) He came out of his shell and he's married. Now, I don't take credit for that, but that's him coming out of that shell because he was probably hiding. This is an amazing individual. And he couldn't see it, and it was a safer to hide behind the weight. It was safer, and and, and it, it, whether it's somebody speaking from stage, there's people that speak from stage that carry extra two and three hundred pounds. But I wonder what how it would be if they were if they dropped some of those pounds. Well, I
0: talked to a gentleman just recently who who's very competent, very competent mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. a writer, speaker, consultant. But he told me that he is being, more and more being rejected, and people have openly told him they don't want to put him on the stage as an example of success because of his weight. Wow, and talk you, about you a can't. motivation. But you know, a,
1: and this is the piece people miss. that That is so true. But this is a piece that, that I invite the listeners to, to that they may not have considered. When people come to me, then they've got like, I, I remember Rick SpongeBob 388 pounds. He was, he's what I call a unicorn. He was, he's over 70 and weighed 388 pounds and walked with walker, heart attack survivor, all these things. He shouldn't have been alive, really. And, and I, t- and I told him I was jealous of him. And he says, What do you mean you're jealous of me? Well, you know, you're a tribe weight and I'm 388 pounds. I said, Yeah. I said, but your story's going to be better than mine.
0: I said you're going to have an
1: amazing story, and (laughs) and and he said, and now he's having 130 and still going. But but it's but what happens is you could be in a room with a thousand men and women, and and 999 of them look like James Bond models. They look like Tom Cruise or Daniel Craig or or I don't know Tom Cruise is a Mission possible model, but but or one of these ladies that that's in one of these you know perfect size mannequin size. And you're the only person that weighs 50, 100, 200 pounds overweight, 300 pounds overweight. Everybody sees your challenge. You can't hide it. There is no way to hide it. You can't wear enough dark clothing. You can't, you can't cover it up. But here's the piece that I want to draw people's attention is every person in that room has a challenge too. Nobody gets past. I don't know what it is. It might not be weight, but it's something else and they're hopeless because they're hiding too. Their, their challenge is not, you can't see it. As you start to release those pounds, guess what? You can't hide that either. You can't hide the weight coming off. And it gives other people hope in a way that's unbelievable. It's like, and we've seen it happen. We've seen people, you know, family who obviously lost weight too, but we see a lot of people who, who friends have, I mean, one guy had a nephew that uh, that battled his addiction to pornography openly, and 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 did it need kicked. We had an, another person that had a family member that quit stuttering because of it. Because it's like they're waiting on somebody to step up and say there's hope for them as well. Mm-hmm. And the person who loses that weight, what we call releasing the weight, what releases that weight gives other people hope. I mean, it Absolutely. really is, so I I I invite people look at their challenge as a gift, a gift to be gotten rid of, but a gift.
0: Oh my. Hey, I want to remind you again if you're listening here. Our action step is to go to transformmyfuture.com/slash forty eight days. You're going to see pictures there of Alan and Angie, his beautiful wife. Uh the before and after pictures are pretty transformative. Again, this was not something that you studied for that you thought you'd end up doing. It was accidental because of your own success story, and it just was too good to not share. You know, that's that's the thing about. Uh, Being a coach or a consultant or writing a book, it's not because you're a good wordsmith that you write a book, it's because you got a message that you can't contain. You can't keep it inside. uh, Alan, it was um, I don't remember how long ago it was, maybe a year or so ago. You had, you know, lost the weight, kept it off, and all that. You're walking around at your 175, and you had a problem walking, and you consulted with a doctor only on video. I want you to tell people what happened there because it it blew my mind at the time.
1: Yeah, he was he was. I was having some problem with my knees, and and there just, you, go. you know yeah. from from all from all the years that I've, that I put all those extra pounds on those knees, and and he and he watched me for about thirty seconds. He said he said, "Alan, you're still walking like a three hundred pound guy."
0: He didn't even that, know that you'd lost the weight, if, as I remember.
1: No, he, no, he, he asked not did, He didn't. Yeah, okay. He, he didn't know it he did deal with head time. He said, No, he said, he looked at he took him two seconds, said you're walking like a three hundred-pound guy. You gotta shift your shift your balance. And I'm like really, really. He said, Yeah, your mind has still hasn't caught up even though the work you do. He said it's still and <sighs> so I have to consciously think about walking like somebody who does not weigh 300 pounds. Somebody and Wait, it really is.
0: There's a powerful principle I want to sink in. You had lost the weight, feeling good about it, helping other lose people lose weight, and yet he said you have a knee problem because you're walking like you still have the weight. Yeah, wow! So said, there's a talk how, about a ripple effect. Is like, the the ripple it, effect, but, amazing.
1: I was like, it, it was like an aha moment for me. It was really was.
0: Well, you know this. Um, in, in the same way, you know, people leave their dreams on the table. A lot of times because they can hide behind poor health as an excuse not to shoot for the life they really want. You know, saying that you're going to accomplish something, the next year you're going to get a nicer car, move into a bigger house or double your income or whatever. I mean, those are things that are, are big dreams. It takes a lot of fortitude, it takes a lot of confidence and belief to, to say that you're going to do those things. And if there's if there's challenges, well, of course I can't do that. You know, look at the shape I'm in. So it's it's a safe place. And again, it's just, I want to emphasize the ripple effect of making a decision for success in one area of your life, because there's always a ripple effect coming over. Now, as you know, Dave Ramsey and I have been friends for, you know, 30 years at this point, Mm We knew right out of the gate, we saw evidence that if somebody had gone through Dave's program and they became debt-free or really got in control of their finances, they were great candidates to work for us because we knew they had had the ability to make a decision and follow it through. So they're great candidates to make decisions in their career and make big advancements. Mm -hmm. It just works like that. There's that ripple effect. You know, when somebody loses their job, what's likely to happen is they immediately have financial stress. They have emotional stress because they're embarrassed about that. So then on Monday morning, instead of out there hitting the streets, they're on the couch watching Seinfeld reruns, you know, eating Pringles, potato chips. They start to compromise physically. and All those things, you know, financially, emotionally, family, responsibility, socially, health-wise, they all start to ripple down together. And the same is true in reverse. They start to go up together. You get control of one area of your life, Wow, get control of your weight. Guess what? It's going to be a whole lot easier to double your income than it was previously. Oh,
1: positively, yeah.
0: Of that. Now we used this quotation today the Henry Ford quotation. You know, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. That that, that sounds simple, but and that's primarily what we're talking about, right? Whether you think you can Mm -hmm. or think you can't, you're right.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're talking with a client while back, and what we, the biggest piece for most people in weight loss is they don't have certainty. They don't have this thing called certainty. They, they're really hoping a diet works. They're hoping they can get something done. And they, because they, like I said earlier, they've abdicated the responsibility to somebody else. And so what we do is we, one of the pieces is we get them this crystal clear certainty where they can predict their weight loss. Okay just like I did through my journey. It, it was, it was interesting. I, I hit my target five days early and, and we want, we want our clients that we want our clients to get to the watch me, what we call the watch me mentality. When somebody says, I, there's no way you're reaching that weight of X, Y, Z. And I want them to be so confident. They say, watch me. And it was so funny. This individual, he, he was, he had close, you know, over 80 pounds to lose, and he, um, and I checked with him about five months in and I said, how close are you to your numbers? And because uh, he knew his data, he he trusted because he, he saw it was kind of like a Dave Ramsey situation, kind of like money, kind of like paying off debt, kind of like, you know, your income. And he says, he says, I'm kind of I'm, I'm not as close as I'd hoped to be. I said, really? I said, how far are you off? He says, now this is five months in or six months in. I don't remember. He, he's down 50, 60, 70 pounds at this point, something like that. He said, yeah, I, I'm off almost a full pound. I'm off of his data. I'm like, I said, that's close enough for government work. I said, are you kidding me? You're within a pound of what you predicted five months ago. He says, he says it works just like you said. Huh? It works exactly like you said, and, and it, it was just funny. I said, wow, it really does work for other people. And and it's and, but it does something. It's like one of the ladies that that we worked with earlier this year. She she. Allegedly stole, and we have run this lot, a seatbelt extender from uh, from one of the airlines, borrowed one from because there's so much shame around asking for a seatbelt extender. She had a lot of weight loss. She actually, she watched her training, lost about our uh, free training, lost about 18 pounds, and then then got with us and got in a program because she wanted more support. And it was so interesting, this principle of being think you can or think you can't. He's, we got her to the certainty level and she came to one of our group calls. And said and I, she was. She said, "I got something I really want to celebrate." She said, "I got on the airplane. This this lady's a PhD. She's no joke. She's very, very intelligent, very successful. Successful marriage. Just really, really sharp person." She said, "I got on the airplane and I put that. I still had not needed that seatbelt extender, but I'm going to be given back. And uh, and I pulled out of my purse. She said, "But it's the first time I've been on that airplane, and I have wanted to cry." Now this woman traveled every week and I said, Really why? She said, Because I'm positive that I'm gonna not need it anymore.
0: Well, there you go. A decision. Make a decision. Decide. I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alan, you've worked with people. You've worked with people in a whole lot of different situations, different careers that they have, different Mm -hmm. positions. You've worked with people now who choose a wide variety of diets. That's what I love about your program. There's so so many books out there. My goodness, how many books are there written on, you know, the perfect diet, just what you need to do, do these steps. And those books sell and people don't do it because, yeah, that's just what that book says. But the fact that you make people own their decision, if that person decides, it doesn't matter again, what diet it is. If you're going to, you can decide you're going to eat more of just the right things, I suppose. If you really decide, you're still going to come through with the success that you're looking for. Love it. It,
1: it, It's
0: truth. Oh, man. Well, hey, I want to just wrap it up. I want to encourage people to jump over there. Go to transformmyfuture.com. slash 48 days. You're going to see their resources that Alan and Angie have to walk with you through this process, testimonials from other people. I mean, I have you on here. I've known you for a, a whole lot, lot of years. I've seen you through this entire process we're talking about here. But I also know a whole lot of people that you've worked with. I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on here. Not just because you just popped out of nowhere and have this story to tell. I know these people. I've seen the changes in their lives, what they're doing and how it's impacted in their entire lives, just like you're talking about here in our stories. So man, thank you so much for being here, for sharing. Again, it's transformmyfuture.com slash forty eight days. I mean, what a great tagline to have there. You're gonna transform your future if you make this decision. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. All of you out there, thanks for sending you the questions, for being open to growing for being open to be a more powerful force for making the world a better place. Hey, share this episode. I'll guarantee you know two or three friends who need to hear this message, need to have this encouragement. Again, I mean, whether Alan's involved directly or not, just hearing the message, if they really believe it, can change their life. They'll thank you for it. Thanks for being known for your positivity, for someone who offers hope and encouragement to others, and stay committed to the belief. And this has been a great example of that, that without a shadow of a doubt, we can find or create work in a life that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.